Hey everybody, happy Monday. Candace Eisner here, and this week I'd like to talk to you about the idea of professionalism. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. This week's episode has been brought to you by my e-course, Build Your Own Website for Health and Wellness Practitioners. If you've been looking to build your own website, this is an awesome place for you to start. We don't only just go over the, you know, the bits and pieces of how to put things together in WordPress and, you know, where all the the styling goes and all that stuff, but we talk about also how to write your content and pick photos and all of those things that are going to be a cohesive message and really attractive to the kinds of clients that you specifically are trying to attract to your practice or to your business or whatever it is that you do in the health and wellness realm. If that sounds at all interesting to you, I invite you to go over to websiteforsmallbiz.com. And right now, until the 24th of the month, you can use the code podcast2017, that's in numbers, 2017, um, to get $20 off the price of the course. Hopefully I'll see some of you inside the course. Alright guys, this week's topic has been brought to you by a topic that I've seen discussed quite a lot on online forums, particularly for massage therapists, but for other professions as well, you know, because in the circles I hang out at least, this has been, you know, a topic that is often brought up. And the topic is, what does it mean to be a professional when you work in health and wellness? You know, do people think of you as being professional? Is your business being perceived as professional? And, you know, all those kinds of questions. I'm sure you've got my point, so I don't need to keep making up new ones here. But for a lot of us, we grew up in a time where being professional meant wearing a suit or business attire and using formal language when speaking and in your communications. And, you know, that's probably still appropriate for certain environments. I'm not going to say it's not. Like, for example, if you work at a bank or you work at a lawyer's office, there are certain key things that you should probably be doing in order to appear professional. But what if you're not in that world, like all of you guys listening, like, or, you know, or other people? Like, what if you're an artist or you know someone who's an artist, a designer, a massage therapist, which is a lot of you, a yoga teacher, or what if you're a bike mechanic? You know, you guys in health and wellness are probably not going to wear a suit or formal business attire to work unless there's a really special reason for it. Like you've got, I don't know, a gala going on or some special event to celebrate the clinic. Um, so how does the idea of professional, how does the idea of professionalism fit into that world, your world? So let's start by referring to our good old friend Miriam Webster. So Miriam tells me that the definition of professionalism is this. So. One would be relating to a job that requires special education, training, or skill. Number two would be done or given by a person who works in a profession, a particular profession. And number three would be paid to participate in a sport or activity. So in other words, professional athlete. So you'll notice there's nothing there about perception or feeling or looking a certain way, right? It's pretty clear. If you work in a particular profession, you're a professional. Congratulations, we're done. 
No, actually we're not. Because of course we don't walk around comparing our lives to dictionary definitions because that would be a really weird, weird world. Hopefully none of you actually do that. There's still a strong belief that being professional is more than just having a specific skill set or being paid for a certain type of work. So why is it we collectively cling to this notion that in order to be a professional, we need to act and speak and look a very certain way? So here's my take on it from a little bit of the outside looking in, because as most of you know, I am no longer a registered healthcare practitioner, but I certainly work in the realm just in a different way. So here's my take on it. Being a professional is more about your attitude towards your work and the people you do the work for. It isn't about wearing a certain thing or having a certain attire per se. Although, obviously, showing up to work in your pajamas is probably a bad idea. So unless there's some, I don't know, wear your pajamas to work day, don't do that, okay? You know, and it also tends to mean, we, we tend to think of it, sorry, as being writing emails in formal language. But it's not about that. It's about going the extra mile for your clients. You aren't just doing a job. You want to do an awesome job because this is your profession and you really care about it. It's also about respecting your clients with the language you use and how you communicate with them. You know, you should speak in ways that are authentic for you and easily understood by your clients so that they'll feel at ease with your abilities and your knowledge. So you should avoid speaking with a ton of jargon that will only make them confused. And this is an area that I find particularly healthcare practitioners really fall down because you're so used to, especially if you're fresh out of school, you, you get so used to talking to your colleagues and your teachers about, you know, this muscular atrophy and this thing and that thing, you know, like all very clinical terminology. And then you come to your clients and they have half the time, they have no friggin' clue what you're talking about. So unless you're sure the client does know the jargon, keep the jargon out of it and explain things in sort of layman's terms without talking down to them, of course, but just explain things in ways that people understand. That's all. That's really all I'm saying. It's also about being good at what you do and demonstrating that without showing off. So if you've got a client who needs treatment for a certain condition, do the best jam job you can with treating them. But when the client comes back to you and expresses happiness or gratitude for your treatment and how much it helped them, try to be gracious and humble about it. Nobody likes someone who is braggy or cocky or any of that kind of thing. That's only going to probably lose you clients in the end. It's also about knowing where there are holes in your knowledge and always being willing to learn new things. Just because you went to school for something, you know, just because you're in a particular profession, doesn't mean you know everything there is to know. And if you feel that way, you need to take a step back and take a deep breath. You should always be learning. You should always listen to your clients for what they're trying to tell you, and you should take that knowledge and apply it should it be appropriate to a new situation. It's also about being honest and reliable. This is a big part of professionalism right there. If you don't know something, say it and figure out how you're going to find out the missing information, whether it's talking to a colleague or looking it up online or whatever you need to do. Honesty is a huge part of professionalism, like I just said. And if you have a deadline, you also need to make sure you stick to it or be very apologetic and explain why you can't make the deadline. You should show up on time for anything you're booked to be at, be it a meeting, a class you're teaching, or a client appointment. In general, make sure people know that they can trust you to come through for them and not flake out because nobody likes that. And really, being authentic, reliable, and a hard worker is going to go a huge way towards attracting the kinds of clients you work best with, those ideal clients I keep talking about in other podcast episodes, to your business. 
it's really a win-win situation, right? So let's go back to this whole what to wear to be professional thing now that I've talked about all that stuff. So I've seen online conversations where RMTs were making comments about others in the profession because they wore jeans or a t-shirt with a cute saying on it and that kind of stuff. And they were like, well, they weren't very professional and I felt that was inappropriate and they were making those kinds of comments. And see, here's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing. And maybe it comes from the way we're trained when we're in school, because I certainly remember being in RMT school, they were very strict. They wanted us to wear polo shirts and chinos or something similar, and that was it. You weren't allowed to wear anything else to the student clinic. And I'm sure it's the same wherever you went to school whether you went to school for chiropractic or you know naturopathy or one of those things. I'm sure it's very similar. So what constitutes as professional, and this is the thing that is the take home message here, it depends a large part on the work environment you're in and the clientele you will be seeing. Because ultimately it is making the clientele feel at ease, not making like, I don't know, making your peer assessor feel at ease. Certainly you need to think about those things, but we'll get to that in a second. So for example, let me give you a few really concrete examples. If you work in an office building full of business people who are usually in more formal attire, they've got nice accessories, women are usually wearing makeup, men are wearing like, you know, nicer watches, they might be wearing a suit jacket with no tie, or they might even be in full suits, it depends, you know, sort of a more formal office building like you might have thought of like downtown Toronto, where every a lot of people work in finance and those kind of industries where people are wearing more formal attire. So if you work in that kind of building, it's really in your best interest to dress a bit more conservatively than you might otherwise in other parts of your life or working at a different clinic. So if you're wearing something like chinos and a nice polo shirt or a nice blouse or a button down shirt, something where you're sort of blending in with the other people who are in the environment, that works. And that will set your clients at ease because chances are good a lot of your clients are going to come from that environment around you. And that's why you want to dress a bit more conservatively or formally. However, if you work at a gym, like, why would you show up in a button-down shirt and super fancy polo or super fancy chinos and pretty jewelry? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So what you should be wearing probably was something along the lines of clean gym clothing, as long as it's not too revealing or tight. You can totally wear that. You can also wear the chinos and say a polo shirt. That's fine too, but it's a little bit more out of place there. So you kind of have to get the sense for what people are comfortable with, but also what is still appropriate for you. Obviously, I'm not saying super tight, uh, you know, yoga pants and like a super revealing tank top. That is inappropriate. But, you know, there are plenty of sports clothes out there that are looser. You can move with them and you will look completely at ease and completely and in the correct place at a gym. And nobody's going to bat an eyelash and say, oh, you're dressed unprofessionally. You're going to look professional. Very different from the business office, right? So here's another example that's sort of in between the two. If you work at a holistic clinic with practitioners from many professions and a young hip clientele, like say you've got uh, nutritionists, acupuncturists, you've also got say a chiropractor and you've got maybe some psychotherapists, very multidisciplinary. Some people are full regulated professions. Other people are more self-regulated as in um, like regulated by an association and not by a college. You can dress in jeans and a t-shirt with a fun saying on it, right? You can do that in that environment, as long as it's not too political or something offensive on your t-shirt. If it's just, you know, something cute, like be happy or something like that. 
that's that's fine. So of course, you know, nothing should be revealing or super tight in this environment either. And think about it, dressing that way doesn't exactly lend itself to treating your clients anyhow. So why would you want to wear something super revealing or super tight? So yeah, in the holistic clinic environment, the door's kind of a bit more wide open. And if you find a lot of your coworkers are wearing sort of more little bit more funky clothing. Um, you can you can do that too. You can blend right in. As long as, again, you're not wearing something super tight or super revealing, it's fine to wear jeans. It's fine to wear the cute t-shirt. It's fine to wear, you know, some accessories as long as they don't get away from or get in the way, sorry, of your treatment. So let's go back to the jeans thing for a second. So I really think we all need to let go of the old jeans are too casual idea. And I know some of the people who are saying this online are an older generation. I know that makes it a bit difficult because when you were brought up, you were probably told that jeans are too casual. But to be honest with you, it is 2017 and my own doctor and the rest of her staff wear jeans to work sometimes. It's normal. The only reason I noticed it, to be honest, is because last time I was in, I looked at her, I just noticed as she was sitting down at the computer to write up her notes, because they they um they do computerized charting, so they write them as as we're talking. Um, I noticed she was wearing like nice jeans, so just my brain went, oh, those are really nice jeans. I wonder where she got them. That's literally the only reason I noticed. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have noticed, because it was perfectly normal for her to be wearing jeans and a nice shirt. And here's the thing too, my doctor's office is located in a hospital complex, so it's somewhere where it's normal to see people in businessy attire and also normal to see people in scrubs. So you're kind of seeing like a range of stuff. And I personally do not think jeans are unprofessional as long as, you know, you you dress them up a little bit. You're not wearing ones that are like super blingy with lots of like sparkly stuff on them or huge rips in them, even if it's fashionable, maybe keep that kind of thing to your personal life. Wear, you know, a bit more plainer jeans, but certainly you can wear jeans to work. And and like I said, at my doctor's office, they dress them up a little bit. Like they wear nice flats or fashionable, but not too f- uh, flashy sneakers because they're on their feet a whole lot. You know, and they wear a nice top and really simple accessories that don't get in the way when they're doing client exams, right? And it fits in completely fine. I never think to go, oh, that's unprofessional. What are they wearing? No, it's completely professional. It just blends right in. So, of course, here's the thing. What you wear to work and what you do at work is really up to you, of course, right? But keep in mind that the environment you work in, the clients you'll be seeing, and the modern ways of dressing are really what you should be thinking about. A lot of businesses these days don't ask their employees to wear really conservative attire, unless, again, you're in certain industries, like banking is still, you know, a bit more formal, and lawyers' offices usually are more formal. Although I will tell you, my lawyer's office usually isn't that formal, (laughs) but a lot of them are. Um, So while chinos and polos might have been the thing you were told you had to wear while you were in school, you don't need to keep wearing them unless it fits into your work environment or you just really like them. That's fine too. It's not like I'm telling you you have to throw those out if you like wearing them. Go for it if you like. So let's conclude here. Are you professional enough? Ask yourself that question. Well, you know, if you're actually thinking about it in any serious kind of way, you probably already are. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candice at nixie.ca. I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week.